The following message from Bible teacher and pastor Jim Crabb is brought to you by Imago Day Christian Fellowship in Westchester, Ohio. Amen. You got your Bibles tonight? We're going to get into one of my favorite chapters in all of the Word. Now, I might say that more than I should, but wherever I'm preaching usually is my favorite place that day in the Scripture. But today we're in the Old Testament. How many know there's two Testaments? There is an Old Testament, and it was great. And through the Old Testament, God gave us the law. But the law had weakness in it, in that while our sins under the old law, through the blood of animals, could be what we call atoned for. Atoned means to cover up. But God wanted to go a further step. He didn't just simply want our sins to be covered up. He wanted our sins to be, here's another good word, to be remitted, which means wiped out, right? Blotted out. And, um, and so he gave us the New Testament. So the Old Testament was good. It was just weak when it came to really remitting sin. It, could, it didn't have the power to do it. And so we have a new and a better testament that's based on new and better promises, Hebrews says. Amen? And so, but this, so this study today is out of the Old Testament. But I want to tell you right now, there's nothing weak about this chapter in Isaiah chapter 53. And I'm going to read tonight, I should... I, I should have told the folks that put the stuff on the screen. I'm going to be in the uh, New Living Translation tonight. If you can go there, if you have a, another translation. If not, just follow along in the King James and I'll keep us up to date on where we are. Amen. Now Isaiah, the prophet, wrote this. This is really a prophetic chapter about Jesus Christ. And he says, let's just get into it. Isaiah 53 1. If you got your shouting shoes on tonight, kick your leg real, real good, and it's it, this this will help you, I promise, man. This this chapter, I've been reading this chapter since I got saved. I never can read it too much because there's powerful reality in it. Isaiah 53 1. Who has believed our message? How many know the church, the body of Christ, the kingdom of God? We have a message. This is more than a social club. This is more than a good old boys and girls club. We're not just getting in here to uh, make each other feel better about ourselves, right? We're not trying to escape from the hardships of the world by hanging out with human beings, amen, we, the church, the body of Christ, every believer, and the Old Testament and the New Testament, we have a message. And the Bible says in Isaiah 53, 1, who has believed our message? 
Now, you know, the Bible says faith comes by hearing, hearing by the word of God. Every time you hear the word and I hear the word preached, spoken, right, or taught, that faith, the potential for faith has come. Whether or not we act on it or not is up to us. So the, even this great message of the scripture, the, even though it's been spoken, Isaiah said, who has believed our message? You know what? It's the people that believe the word of God and believe the message, amen, that's been spoken. Not just those that have heard the message, but those that really in their heart they sincerely trust and believe that message and they make it a personalized reality. Amen? So who has believed our message? To whom has the Lord revealed his powerful arm? He said, now he begins to talk about Jesus here. This is in, as though the Lord himself were speaking. He said, my servant grew up in the Lord's presence like a tender green shoot, like a root in dry ground. That's how his, his servant that he's talking about there, as you'll see, is the Lord Jesus Christ. He grew up in the Lord's presence. He, 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 he is the Lord's presence, but he grew up in the Lord's presence. It was on him and around him. Amen? But he grew up in the Lord's presence like a tender green shoot. A, a, you know, a, a, a sensitive green shoot. Not like some big oak tree. He grew up as a tender green shoot like a root in the dry ground. Now listen to this. This is powerful. This is about your Savior and my Savior. There was nothing beautiful or majestic about his appearance. Nothing to attract us to him. Now you know Jesus had crowds. He had followers. But, but none of those crowd and followers were following him because he, his appearance was so extraordinary and majestic. He was a common, ordinary man, right? And there was, there was nothing beautiful about his, his manhood, about his appearance, nothing to attract us to him. So we're attracted to him not because of what he looks like, not because of his outer appearance. The Bible says, in fact, he was despised and rejected. He was a man of sorrows, acquainted with deepest grief. So Jesus was a man that came into this world and understood deep grief and pain because he became one of us. And I, I want you to know tonight that I don't care what you're going through. And even my sister Pat that I, I mentioned earlier that we 
buried her husband today. Amen. Is going through grief and her whole family is today upon Dan's death. But praise God that we have a Savior that can relate to our sorrows and to our grief. He was, and in fact, we went on, not just was he acquainted with our grief and our sorrows, he was despised and rejected by us. That's, you know, that's part of the story of the gospel. It's a real truth. The Bible says in the book of John, he said he came to his own people and they received him not. Amen. So it's just like in the beginning, verse 1. Who hath believed our message or our report? Amen. It says in Isaiah 53, 1, again, following down through verse 3, we turned our backs on him and looked the other way when he was being accused of things. We didn't, in other words, we didn't stand up for him. Remember what Peter did? When, when, when Christ was being crucified and, and, and Peter was in the area looking on and they, they, they said, you know, that guy there, that Peter, I think, I think he ran, runs around with Jesus that, they, that we're crucifying here. And, and Peter denied it. Peter, Peter denied that he knew him, that he was following him, etc., Amen. We turned our backs on him and we looked the other way. He, Jesus, was despised and we did not care. What a pitiful indictment against humanity. Anytime you think humans are really something else and don't need God, you need to read Isaiah chapter 53. Because it clearly tells us what fallen man is like. Amen. He was despised and we didn't even care. Yet it was our weaknesses that he carried. So praise God. He, 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 somebody said, well, I feel so weak. Yeah, but he carried that weakness. He carried our weakness. It was our sorrows that weighed him down. The things that would be heavy upon us and sorrowful to us are the things that, and he wasn't, he didn't have to, but he chose to come and take my place and bear my burdens and take my sorrows. So however, whatever sorrow and grief you're going through today, I want you to know that Jesus carried it and it weighed him down. Now look what it says about man right after that. I'm in the middle of verse 4. And we, men, we thought his troubles were a punishment from God. That's what we thought. So here he is. He comes as a humble servant. He leaves the, the eternity in heaven. He leaves the right hand of the Father. And he comes down. He becomes a little baby. He's born in a, not a, 
real palace of a place, he's born into a barn, a manger, where the animals were. And Mary and Joseph didn't have, there was no room in the inn. You know the Christmas story. And so Jesus Christ, the one that would save us from our sins, the one we despised and rejected and turned our back on, he was, he was carrying our sorrows and bearing our griefs. And we, men, that, that's, that's tough enough. But then we, and this is the truth, we thought men at that time thought his troubles were God punishing him. We thought that's the reason that he was being crucified because he, he said he was God. That made, the, that made him mad, and the Jews got mad about that. He made himself equal with God. In fact, you know, up over the cross, they used to put at the top of the cross, they would nail up there what the crime was that this person that was hanging on this cross had committed, right? And, and his said that he, made, he thought he was God and made himself equal with God. We thought God was punishing him for saying that. But the Bible says in verse 5, but he, Jesus, you ought, to, you ought to feel the love of Christ tonight because this is what he did for us. He's bearing my griefs, carrying all my burden, carrying all my sorrow. I rejected him. I despised him. We looked the other way. We turned our back on him. And then he was pierced for our rebellion. You know, they took the, the sword and put it in his side and pierced his side. And blood and water flowed out of it for our sins. He was pierced for our rebellion. And he was crushed for our sin. He, listen, the cross was a horrible thing because it wasn't just the physical punishment of the cross, was it? I mean, Jesus, the, a, a crucifixion is one of the most horrific ways to die, people that know about all that say. that it, it's, it's a brutal, horrible, physical death. But before he got on that cross, they had whipped his back like, like you would whip somebody you know, and, and just bloodied his back. And, and, and beat him and spit on him. They took a crown of thorns and, and it wasn't just like sitting on the top of his head. They pushed it down, scholars tell us. And it, it pierced down into his skull until it was in a, a horrible, wretched way to, 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 to feel. And, and, and then they stabbed, pierced him in his side and all those things. And they mocked him while he was hanging on that cross. He was pierced for my rebellion. He was crushed, totally crushed on that cross for your sin and for my rebellion and my sin. Amen. He was pierced for our rebellion and crushed for our sins. He was beaten so that we could be made whole. That's why tonight, 
we ought to go ahead and just receive our healing tonight. Healing, spirit, soul, and body. Because Christ paid for it. He was beaten because I was a rebel. He was crushed because I was wicked and lascivious and ungodly and carnal in my thoughts and in my heart. I was selfish and so were we all. He was beaten though so that I could be made whole. He was whipped so that I could be healed. All of us, like sheep, have strayed away. That's what mankind, all men have strayed away. What's made us stray away? Look at this great verse. Because we have left God's path to follow our own. We got off God's path. We didn't, we didn't follow the path of God to obey God. But rather we did what we wanted to do. We did what our bodies wanted us to do. We thought what we, 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 we had lustful, evil thoughts in our mind. Amen. All of us have, like sheep, have strayed and gone away. We have left God's path to follow our own. Yet, yet, yet even though we did that, so already in this chapter, we've despised him, we've rejected him, we've turned our backs on him, we denied that we knew him, right? We allowed him to be crucified. We went on and thought that God was punishing him and he deserved this. He must have deserved this, so this is why God's doing it to him. And yet, in the middle of it, the Lord laid on him the sins of us all. I said a few minutes ago, it wasn't just the physical part of what we saw on the cross of how horrific Jesus' crucifixion was, but there was something else happening in the spirit. The Lord was laying upon him the the transgression, the rebellion, the self-will, the stubbornness, all the sin, not just of me, but all the sins of all human beings was being laid upon him. Now, can you imagine carrying that? No wonder Jesus in the garden said, Lord, if there's any other way, I don't want to do this. I, but I want to do what you want to do. But if there's any other way, he knew what was coming. He knew that he would have to be separated from God during this time. And while he hung on the cross and was being crucified as a lamb to the slaughter, he knew that, 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 that's, you know I, know, I know personally, and you, I think you do too, we know, you know sin is a burdensome thing. Sin, it feels good for a moment, the Bible says, right? Sin has pleasure, but for a moment. I'm, I've never denied, since I read my Bible, that there is pleasure in sin. There's, 
there's a feeling that comes when you sin, when you're doing it to satisfy yourself. There's some, there's some pleasure that comes with it. Here's the problem with that. That pleasure only lasts for a moment. And then it's gone. You know, men and women both have, we have thrown away so many good things for a momentary pleasurable thing. Esau, the Bible says, rejected his birthright in the Old Testament for a bowl of soup. That's a good picture of what, what happened to us because we, we've turned to our own ways and did our own thing. Amen. Yet Jesus, laid, upon him was laid the sins of us all. I better, I better read faster here. He was oppressed and treated harshly. Look, look at this now. Yet he never said a word. What a savior. He was led like a lamb to the slaughter. And as a sheep is silent, is silent before the shearers, he did not ever open his mouth. He, he, he didn't react and respond when he was unjustly condemned. He, un, he was unjustly condemned, verse 8. He was led away, and no one cared that he died without any descendants, and that his life was cut short in midstream. So nobody even cared. This man, he never had a family. He died. He was 33 and a half years old when he died. He, 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 he was raised by his mother and his father and, and lived there until he was 30 years old and then went out to, to obey God. He had three and a half years of ministry. You know what he did in those three and a half years? He did nothing but help broken humanity. He went to blind people, poor people. He went to rich people that were corrupted with their greed. He went to young people. He interrupted funerals and raised up the child, gave the child back to his mother. He went to Lazarus' tomb and raised him from the dead. He fed the, the thousands on the hillside. He cared. He did miracles. He and all he did was want to help people. Amen. But look what it says. But he was struck down for the rebellion of my people. So even though he came to do good, he got struck down because of the rebellion, not of his rebellion. He deserved nothing. Amen. Make sure this is part of your theology tonight, that Jesus never sinned. There, is no, there was never a sin in him, right? None, ever. And, amen, that's why he didn't deserve to, to, to die. He didn't deserve to be crushed with, because he didn't rebel, I rebelled. You rebelled. We turned from God. We despised him. We rejected him. He's trying to reach out to save us and help us. And we turned our back on him. He had done no wrong, verse 9, he had done no wrong and never deceived anyone. 
but he was buried like a common criminal. He was put in a rich man's grave. But it was the Lord's good plan to crush, crush him and cause him grief. Think about that. It was the Lord's good plan to crush this innocent lamb, this, this precious person that, had, that came from God, that left the, the glory to come down to this old, dirty, filthy world and to love and die for people that wouldn't even care. It was, but it was the Lord's good plan to crush, amen, and cause him grief. Yet when his life is made an offering for sin, he will have many descendants. Remember before it said he had no descendants. But praise God, when he becomes the offering, amen, he, he, it turned out that he had many sons and daughters and descendants. That's, that's us, right? Those that believe on him. He will enjoy a long life and the Lord's good plan will prosper in his hands. When he sees, when he sees all that is accomplished by his anguish. Ha! Huh. In other words, he, the he suffered, he was humiliated, he was a man of sorrows, carried burdens, carried griefs, he was acquainted with it, all that kind of stuff. But when he sees all that was accomplished by his sacrifice on the cross, he will be satisfied. You know, you know why Jesus died on the cross? To save us from our sin. Amen. And I want to be one of God's trophies. And I want him to look down toward me and say, man, oh man, look at what happened to, to, to Jim, Pastor Jim. Look what happened. He got saved. He, look at his life. I've, he's let me bless him. He's let me help him. He let me deliver him. He let me heal him. Oh, when I see the world... And I see those that have trusted Christ. Oh, I know. I want Jesus to be able to say what it says here. He, he will see. He, when he sees all that was accomplished by his anguish, he will be satisfied. In other words, he never regretted it because of what it accomplished in this world. And because of his experience, my righteous servant, will make it possible for many to be counted righteous. Amen? For many to be counted righteous, for he will bear all of their sins. Amen? I will give him, this is the Father speaking about Jesus. Listen to this, I love this. Verse 12 of Isaiah 53. New Living Translation. I will give him the honors of a victorious soldier because he exposed himself to death. 
He was counted among the rebels and he bore the sins of many and interceded for the rebels. Amen. I believe tonight that Christ's death was not in vain, but that he died to save us from our own sins. Everybody that's listening tonight, Christ died for you. Jesus loves you tonight, wherever you are, whatever you're going through. The Lord loves you. And he laid down his life. He was crushed. And I want to give him the satisfaction of knowing that it wasn't in vain, that it accomplished something. I, I don't know if everybody else is thankful, but I know that this man that once was on my way to a devil's hell because of my sin, this man right here, the Bible says in the, in the book of Psalms, that poor man cried and the Lord heard him and delivered him. That's what happened to me. Listen to me very carefully before we close. If you're listening to me tonight and you're not right with God, don't turn this thing off until you pray through and you hear me out. And you go to Jesus and you trust Him. Amen. He died for you. He was, he was tortured for you. He was beaten. He was bruised. And He was crushed because of our rebellion but he did it because he loves us so much and he did it to save us from our sins if you're not a Christian tonight pray the prayer of faith and trust Christ that his blood can take away all of your sin and remit those sins for the glory of God I love you tonight reread Isaiah 53 and I would do it every single week until it gets down inside you and you know how much God loves you. I love you tonight. We trust you enjoyed this message. For more information about Pastor Jim Crabb and Imago Day, please visit our website at imagodeicincy.com. I-M-A-G-O-D-E-I-C-I-N-C-Y.com.
We trust you enjoyed this message. For more information about Pastor Jim Crabb and Imago Day, please visit our website at imagodeicincy.com. I-M-A-G-O-D-E-I-C-I-N-C-Y dot com.